Hello, wonderful people. Happy Monday. It is, I believe, the first day of spring, even though it's a little cool outside. I wanted to, I'm in my car doing a podcast. I haven't done one like this in a long time. I hope there's no background noise. But I want to make sure that I do an episode every single day. So that's why I'm doing this one in my car while I'm on lunch break. I hope you and your family are healthy in every way, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, every single way you can be happy. That is my prayer for each of you who is listening today. And don't forget, you can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com if you have a question, comment, or you would like to do a show together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. So glad you're in. So I have been wanting to do a podcast about conflict, how to deal with conflict. And when I do these, sometimes depending on the topic, I'm always a little nervous because I'm not necessarily at mastery level. I know that I'm at, I'm better than I was before and I'm almost 60 and I can definitely say from, you know, I've seen my progress going in the right direction. So I think I'm much, much better at dealing with conflict than I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s. And now that I'm almost 60, I really do see my progress and I want to tell you some things that I've learned. But of course, there is always room for improvement. I don't care where you are, you can always get better at things. And I definitely believe that this is an area that I can get better at. And I'm always striving to do that. So I want to talk about conflict. I want to give you some strategies that I think can help you. I think um, everybody has conflict. I, I just don't, there, there's a book I wish I could write. And it's for things to teach your children. And the, the earlier they get the lesson, the better life will be for them. And one of them, one of the lessons is that you are going to experience conflict, period. You can't escape it. You can't avoid it. You can't evade it. It's inevitable that every single person is going to face conflict in some form, some fashion, some way. So that's the thing that I, that I want to say first. You can't escape it. The second thing is, in order to deal with conflict in a constructive way, you have to want to deal with con- conflict in a constructive way. You have, In other words, you have to want to be a person who resolves issues. If you are addicted to drama, and let me tell you, there are so many people who are, or you're addicted to being a victim or being selective helplessness, you have those kind of things you're struggling with, then you're not going to ever solve your conflicts. You have to want to resolve conflict and be a problem solver and be a solution focused kind of person. So conflict just drains you. I'm just going to give you a reason why you should try to want to solve conflicts. Conflict can drain you. It can create stress 
stress creates disease. It when you're at dis-ease, you create disease, okay? So you want to be a person that wants to deal with conflict in a constructive way. You want to focus on solutions, and then in order to deal with conflict, you have to be a person who doesn't major in the minors. If you're a person and every little thing happens to you, you know, you get, it just, it explodes. It's so big and massive in your mind, in your psyche, then that's another episode I got to do. But you have to learn how to know when to let go. Some fights are won by might. Some are won by flight. And the key that a lot of people miss is that they don't know when to let go. So that, those are just some things we're dealing with conflict. But I, I'm saying this because for myself, I could be in conflict all the time. But I have learned that the key to avoiding conflict is, first of all, not just even being offended by certain certain things. They just don't even bother me anymore. They used to, but they don't bother me anymore because I've learned that to be hyper-focused on certain things is only going to cause problems for me. And so that's the thing you want to do. You want to make sure that you're not a person that is hyper-focused on negative things. Because if you are, guess what's going to happen? Then you are going to definitely be in a situation where you are constantly, constantly, constantly upset. So let's go back over it again. So the first thing. So I want to talk about just just letting go. I, I have this strategy. And I learned this a long time ago. If it's not life and death, I let it go. And letting go, I think, was harder before. But now it's easier because I realize that not letting go is hurting me. So when you're a person and you're just hypersensitive or you're, what's the word? You get upset easily. You get upset easily. What's going to happen is when you're like that, you hurt yourself. And for me, I've learned that because I'm not taking, the world doesn't, you know, revolve around me. I don't take myself that seriously. It has really helped me to understand that if I don't let go, I'm hurting myself. So that's the first thing. You have to learn when to deal with things. And let me tell you when you deal with things is when it's a matter of life and death. When it's a matter of your livelihood, when you've got to deal with something because your livelihood is going to be affected by that thing. So that's the first thing. Just just learn how to let some things go. Well, when you have conflict, and usually it is with people, the first thing you have to do is you have to decide if it's something that you need to let go of or is it something that you need to try to work out. And if it's something that you need to work out, the question is, can you work it out? Because conflict is not resolved from one side. Conflict has to be resolved from both sides. So just take a marriage, for example. There are people who, they're married and they have conflicts. You're gonna, anytime you have differences, you're just going to have conflict. Some people in the marriage believe, I need to work on myself constantly and I need to be aware and I need to be, you know, be mindful of what I'm doing and have this awareness and try to get better. And then some people are like, they just don't care. And those are the people who really shouldn't be married. But a lot of times they're the ones who are, who want to be married. They don't necessarily want to be in a relationship. They just don't want to be single. So I'm going to say that again. You got a lot of people like that. 
they don't necessarily want to be married. They just don't want to be single because to be married, you have to have a certain mindset. You have to be willing to work on certain things. So that's the thing. You got to understand, do I need to work on this conflict because this person wants to work on it? If if you're with a person or you're dealing with a situation, whether it's your job, whether it's a family member, if it's personal and they don't want to work on it, you're not going to solve the problem. Conflict is only resolved when people want to work on the conflict. If they don't want to work on the conflict, it will not be resolved. So that's the first thing you got to decide. And sometimes you can't just decide this on your own. You have to go to this person and say, hey, do you want to try to work this out? I want to work it out. If they don't want to work it out, then it's almost like your efforts are futile. It's it's in vain. You're just doing something and going through the motions, but they don't really want to work it out. And so that's the first thing to resolve conflict. Then I recommend that when you have conflict, it's good to get a neutral person to be like a mediator. So I'm one of those people I really believe, and, and it has to be someone who can really be neutral, and that's hard That's hard to find. I'm going to be honest. That is so, so hard to find. But try to find someone who can be neutral, be objective, because if you get, like say, like, say, for example, you go to, I know somebody, you know, you, you go to marital counseling, right? And the man is the the lead the counselor the main person that's counseling but there are some biases because if it is for example a minister and they don't have a healthy use of the bible not the bible not a problem but that use the right use of the bible then you're going to get a distorted kind of counseling you're not going to get the good counseling that you need which needs to be objective which needs to be neutral I mean, and I say, you know, get some training, you know, get somebody who's had some formal training, but that's just, you. I, I recommend to solve problems that you do have a person there who can sort of mediate. That's the first thing. Um, second of all, when you can't have that, sometimes you have to do it yourself. You and that person needs to establish some norms for the these these meetings where you're going to do resolution when you're going to talk it out you know we're going to do this we're going to do that let's be mindful let's be respectful that kind of thing because if you say well let's just talk and you haven't established any clear rules usually it it, it won't be resolved because somebody you know they want to focus on one thing but for example rule can be you know no shouting a rule can be, you let me finish my sentence. I'll let you finish yours. That kind of, It has to be mutual. Whatever you do, if you want to resolve conflict, it has to be mutual. I'll let you finish your sentence. You finish your sentence. I'll let, you know, that kind of thing. We both allow each other to finish our sentence. No distractions. You know, got to set up these norms. No cell phones. Nothing going on in the background. No music, no television. It has to be quiet. We can't have any distractions because we want to listen to one another. Um, we're going to respond for so many minutes. So you could have a timer and you talk for one minute. I listen for one minute. I talk for one minute. You listen for that kind of thing. You need to establish some clear norms for conflict resolution so that it's balanced and it's fair and everyone is heard. 
conflict resolution can only be done when all parties involved can have a voice, can be heard with respect. No interjection. None of that. You can't interject. You can't shout. You know, you can't and attack me. And that's another thing with conflict resolution. You have to focus on the issue, not the person. I know we. That's it's easier said than done because sometimes when there's a conflict, we think, well, it's just about the person. It's about the behavior of that person. So you've got to focus on the behavior. You know, when I when you say this, I feel this way. So please don't do this because it it feels bad when you're shouting or when you when you ignore me when I come in. You know, like whatever whatever the conflict is. But you've got to be able, again, I want to emphasize this, have someone who wants to resolve the conflict. Because you'll be, you'll be surprised at people who, if they can behave badly and no one's going to stop them from behaving badly, they're not going to stop behaving badly. Because be, being your best and being a good person takes work. It takes work. People talk about changing and transformation. You cannot change you cannot become a better person unless you are willing to work. And it's a continuum. You never stop working. You never stop getting better. And most people, it, you know, they don't want to do that work. They want to do something else. They're settled and they want to just be there however they are. They don't feel like they want to work. So they're, they're, and, and they're not going to stay with you unless there is something really exceptional they're not going to stay in a relationship where they got to work to get better. Um, but if they really value a person and they want to be with that person, guess what? They're going to get better. They're going to get better. And so that's what you have to understand. So that's the first thing. Number one, you got to want to resolve the conflict. Number two, if possible, you need to have a mediator. You need to have someone who can be neutral, be objective. Number three, you definitely want to have a person, um, you want to have some norms. You know, when we sit down and we talk, it's at time, set rules and regulations, regs and rules, as they say, it helps. It definitely helps. And number, uh, the next thing is you have to commit to applying these actions. So you, you have to come to an agreement. At the end of the, you have the conversation, you come to an agreement and you have to say, you have to commit to implementing those actions. Conflict resolution is resolved when people have a clear understanding of what they have to do. In order to resolve the conflict, there's something that they're going to have to do and you need to make sure that they know what those actions are. And I say that it can't be more than two or three actions because it's just overwhelming to try to do five things at one time. And sometimes when you have a lot of problems and it's just issue after issue after issue and people just throw their hands up because guess what? They got five different things they're trying to work on who can work on five things at a time. So that's what you want to be mindful of too is that, okay, here are two things I can work on today. Then you have to have a way of assessing whether or not that conflict is going to, um, that that person is actually, um, their actions are working. You want to have 
something that says it's working. You want to make sure that you are um, actions that work. So that's just something that you want to think about as well. So um, that is just my little spill on conflict resolution. I'm going to be doing more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Have a beautiful day.